Hey everyone, and welcome to a session of Conversation with Chess Leadership. I'm Dave Schulman, Chess President, and I'm joined by, let them introduce themselves briefly. I'm Chris Carroll, co-chair of Chess 2021. And I'm David Zelensky, uh, co-chair of Chess 2021 as well. Now wait, he's co-chair of Chess 2021. He's Sorry. a Canadian coach. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a special honorific about which I should know? Well, yes. You know, being, you know, the, being from, from Canada, it's actually been such a nice opportunity to be part of the chess family as well. And it's great partnerships. And I'm, I've, I've enjoyed that part, actually. So I, I think both of you have a sense of what the role of this series is. But yeah. really, it's to get a, a, a better sense for a membership of what the different components of chess to do. And each of you have had multiple leadership roles in chess, both very involved yeah. in the networks in the past. Currently, you're in charge of the program committee, and so I do want to spend a little time digging into not only what is typical for the program committee, how you select people, how you select content, but also you all have a relatively unique experience in as much as you had to make a relatively close to game time call from an in-person mm -hmm. meeting to a, a remote meeting, and I'd like to get a little sense of how that impacted. So Chris, let's start with you then. Talk to me a little bit about the design of the program committee? How does it come together? When does it selected? What's that year-long process look like? Right, so um, that's a good question. So the program committee uh, starts off uh, right now, in the, as soon as the, this meeting ends, we're gonna start planning for Chess 2022. And actually, there's lots of conversations already going on about Chess 2022. Um, within the next month, we're gonna be submitting sessions. So people who wanna get involved, The the really one of the best ways to do it is to write sessions that they are going to speak at and pick pick uh, people who are knowledgeable. Pick your heroes that you would like to speak with, and you know, and and have them do sessions with you. Um, so that's really one of the best ways to get involved. The um, we have. Uh, a number of different curricular groups. So critical care. Um, we have, um, you know, there are there's a. a help They're also network types. Yeah. All, Sleep, all yeah. the big yeah. network yep. pillars right. type groups. Sleep is one, um, but. Uh, and then within some of the bigger ones, like critical care is the one I can speak most to, the um, there are there are topics that we try to hit every year. You know, we always try to do sepsis and ECMO right. and things like that. So let me turn to Dave. So, so yeah. if somebody relatively junior wants to get involved, Chris mentioned the idea of proposing a session. Yeah. Can you give us a sense of what the activation energy is to make that happen? You know what? It, it, it and that's actually how I started way back when in, in this, and it. For, it doesn't take that much work. It, you need to do your homework. You need to, to look through what the submission process is. Go to our website once it comes up. It'll tell you exactly what to hit on, what the points you need to do. But what you really want to do is make sure you put together an exciting topic um, and with speakers that are diverse from different areas, diverse panel, and, and things that are really important to, to our critical care and pulmonary and sleep medicine membership. You know, the way I would probably, if you're very new to this, reach out to your steering committees. Yeah. It's the, the network steering committees is where the majority of these, of these sessions come from. And believe me, they would like to have more help and more new ideas. So, you know, it's on the website, get, you can reach out to them and say, hey, I want to help you guys. And that, that's how I got my start as well. So you're up, so exciting topic. So I'm a critical care doc, I'm a sleep mm -hmm. doc. How do I even ideate? Like, where do I start by thinking about, like, what would, other other people want to hear about? Well, I would look at what sessions you liked this year. Um, you know, it's really hard, as we've learned from the COVID pandemic, it's really hard to predict what's going to happen a year from now. But, um, you know, think about broad topics that are interesting to you about whatever, ECMO, sepsis, ARDS, um, nutrition, uh, you know, See what's interesting to you. If it's interesting, if it's interesting to you, it's probably interesting to someone else. That is, I, you know, I could not say it more perfectly than you just said. What is the kind of session that 
I would want to attend, mm -hmm. other people are likely to want to attend it too. Yeah. The one piece I might add is make sure it wasn't presented just this year. So, yes. Because that happens yes, a lot. You we can't do just get, cop it. But well, I don't think it's a committee copy. Would, I mean, yeah. I don't want people, it's not a copy, it's just like I didn't realize. Uh, so I would never accuse anybody of intentionally copying. No. It's just that, that kind no, of no, thing no. happens. No. Uh, back, back to you. So, all right, somebody submits a session. It kind of goes into this electronic milieu. Yep. What happens to submissions after that? So the, the submissions then go to the program committee and, and an extended part of the program committee, which includes the network steering committees who, who grade the sessions. And they really are graded on based on how well they're written, how interesting they're going to be, do they meet all the criteria for diversity? And you know, sometimes there is a little bit of a luck of the draw to it. You know, and, and I think that's where it can get discouraging, and we don't want it to be discouraging. You may have had a brilliant idea, but somebody else may have had the exact yeah. same brilliant idea. And and you know, sometimes we bring them together, and sometimes we we push one for another year on that. What com yeah. what are common mistakes that people make in the crafting of a submission that may not redline it, but make it a little less attractive to the program committee? Uh, one of the biggest people, mistakes people make is um, uh, not having a diverse enough session. So if you include a session that's, you know, w with three white men, um, that is going to be looked on a little uh, more critically than a session that has a good diversity of thought, a good diversity of, um, of, uh, of, of geographic areas. Um, you, know, you want people from different areas, you want people of different disciplines, you want people of different ages. You know, there's a lot of different types of diversity that we want. I think one of the more common ones that I remember seeing in program reviews is, is well, who do I know? I know people at my institution. Right, so don't include three people from your own right. institution. Yeah. Or even the same city. I think that's a great way to, to, to level up the session. Yeah. Now you'd mentioned something really, er something really interesting to me earlier, which is, like, I'm a fellow, I'm a junior faculty member, I'm doing a session on pick your topic, like, but there are other people who are really well known in the topic. Like, it would be a much bigger draw if I got Chris Carroll to speak at my social media session as opposed to my buddy from down the street. Mm -hmm. like, how do I do that if I, if I see a big name that I want to potentially have speak at my session? So, um, any number of ways. One, reach out to them. You know, it, you'd be surprised, actually, how often you'll get a positive response back. And, and Two, reach out to your to the network steering committees who know who have the networks. Reach out to your mentors. Reach out to other people who can who can connect with them. Um, I think there, you know, many many things I've designed over the years. I'm like, I'd love to have this person on the on the thing. Let's go to the website, find their email. I'm like, hey, I want you to join this session. We might not get in, but are you willing to? You do have to ask them. You do have. You to can't ask. just drop Chris Carroll's name Absolutely. into a but, session. But go to your go to your go to the steering committee uh, chair yeah. uh, of that network and ask them yeah. for help. Yeah. And they will give you good advice. Absolutely. And, I, and, and for those, I've had people not respond to my emails, and I've had people saying, great, thanks for thinking of me. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so let's jump a little bit to the program committee. So sessions come in, you have a bunch of content, you have to organize it. Talk to me a little bit about, we don't have to necessarily go into depth about that February meeting, but right. talk to me a little bit about how the, how the sausage is made after you get you know, all the pieces of it. So talk about critical care. So we had, last year, 195 sessions written for 44 spots. That's so, a, lot, a lot of cuts you got to make. That's a lot of cuts we had to make. Um, so, you know, there were a lot of good sessions that did not get programmed into the final meeting. Um, so it, it's great that we got so many sessions, but, uh, but there were a lot that didn't make it. And we had to rank them. We said we wanted a, cert, we wanted a certain amount, we wanted to cover big topics in critical care. So we wanted to cover sepsis and ECMO. And, and, and 
everything else. We wanted to cover nutrition. We wanted to cover um, we some urine reviews. We wanted to cover um, patient and family experience. We wanted to cover picks. We wanted to we wanted to cover a large variety of topics. So you know, if we had, for example, and I'll. I'll call this out, if we had 10 sepsis sessions, we probably only got to choose three of them. And then it was even a harder cut this year moving to virtual where we had to change about a third of our sessions from that we had already, a third of those 44 we made live and then the rest are on demand, which was hard. So what do you do with the sessions that don't make it, right? As Chris nicely pointed out, there's probably, let's say 10 sessions get submitted in an area. Eight of them might be great. Two of them mm -hmm. might need some improvement. Of the eight, you're only gonna be able to select two or three. What are the things that we try to do with those that didn't get selected to try to help them do a better job next year? Yeah, so as part of the, the marking process, our markers do leave some comments. Some are for, for the committee and some are for the, for the individuals. So you should get some comments back telling you this is what would make it a little bit better. Um, if you have questions, reach out. Yeah. And most of the curriculum chairs will, will look at them and respond back saying specifically, you know what? If you, if you had done this differently, maybe next will be better. Or I'm sorry, but we had just two exact same ones and we went with the other one this time. So I, I can't emphasize that point strongly enough. I mean, the number of rejections that I suspect the three of us have had over our tenure at CHAST, as well as many other oh, places, so many. is really high. And they see us and they're like, well, these guys have done so much stuff, but we've done a lot more stuff that didn't get to Right, we don't always talk about all our failures. Yeah. I'm happy to. <laughs> you and I, you we and can I spend share our failures. We spend days yeah. talking about our failures. Yeah, I, we. If you didn't get a, a good session accepted, submit it again because it is. Um, there's a good chance it might be accepted in the future. Yeah, we we get. I get rejected all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reach out to people. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know that enough people take that next step of let me just follow up with an email. Mm -hmm. It's not annoying. Actually, and no, many people yeah. won't do it, but yeah. if you're looking for a way to stand out a little bit to sort of show you're engaged, yeah. show you're interested, I really like that idea of just saying, hey, quick email, thanks so much for considering my submission. What can I do to make it a stronger submission yeah. next time? And we certainly, I've seen us all take folks who submitted submissions that didn't make it and say, you know what, we'd like you to actually steal you and potentially do this one. Because we do get some last minute cancellations yep. and right. other things that come up. Right, right. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit, this may be a little bit of a tough topic to swallow, but you had to convert your meeting to a remote meeting. I prefer the term mm -hmm. remote to virtual because we are meeting. We're we are meeting. meeting. It's, so it's, we're just meeting at a distance. Yes. Talk to me a little bit about how that affected you. What, like what game time calls you need to make, what, what are the things that you had to do in relatively rapid fashion? And then you're here in person with some of us, but the majority of people who are enjoying your meeting are being do, doing so remotely. Right. Talk to me a little bit about it, that. It was, very hard. it was a very hard decision to make, but I don't think we could have made any other decision at this time. We had to go to a, a, a remote uh, meeting, as you said. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> It, uh, it was hard. Just one um, finger. Just I, with one. I don't know anyone who's not fatigued of Zoom at this point. I'm fatigued of Zoom. I'm fatigued of watching things online. It doesn't feel <laughs> as real uh, as, it, as it does when you're in person. I miss the in-person connections. I mean, like the three of us here, I love chess. I love chess meetings. It's the highlight of my... <laughs> I love my I love my chest I love chess meetings I love I love meeting with my friends I love uh, I love the education I love the fun it's just I come back energized and enthusiastic about projects I could do things I've learned I love being in person the the virtual side we have tried our hardest to replicate that connection the best we can it still doesn't compare 
And you're both really fun people. I mean, yeah. I've gotten to know you seriously over a long yeah. number yeah, of years, and, I'm, and I'm you digital, are both incredibly engaged, the conversational, social folks. And I'm a digital guy. I like digital, yeah. and I'm tired of it. What's your take on this? You know, I'm. Maybe a little more nuanced than that. I, I agree. Like, I think there's no way to have He's the same. He's always more nuanced. There are very <laughs> few people who are not more nuanced. Yes, very few people who are not more but, nuanced than me. No, I, I, just even being here in headquarters with you guys has been great. Being when you go to the meetings, you, you see new cities. You get to spend more time. You get to do the hands-on stuff that we really can't do as well virtually. That said, there's there's a nice part to the virtual. Not flying, not staying in hotels, having your family around. Being able to watch watch a session while you're while you're at home in the gym wherever you want to do it like so so there is there's advantages to both um, I am really looking forward to to though being able to come back to this in person yeah. you know the um, we will have your incoming chairs joining us uh, for our next session or two what what are the lessons learned what are the things that in this role because these are fun jobs to have don't misunderstand I, I was program chair a few years ago it was a blast. What are the things that the lessons learned in terms of future roles at Chest or just experiences in life that you will take home from this? It's a really a year, multiple year long experience because you were vice chairs for yep. Dr. Chest last year. Mm -hmm. What are the things you take home from this? How many incredible people there are at Chest and, and in, our, in our field? Just the, you know, when, when you're doing the submissions, you're much more focused on a certain area. Even I've been on the, on the program committee for many years and I've been kind of focused on, on the interdisciplinary educational part of things. But now just seeing the breadth of everyone and the sessions that are being offered and what's being done across the board and how many people stepped up to help make this thing, make this thing happen, whether it's the chess staff or you guys in leadership or all of our volunteers, it's, it's just been incredible. And it's not just the sessions. I mean, it's, it's all the stuff going on in Air Tank. It's all the stuff going on in Experience Chest. Mm -hmm. It's all the simulation stuff that, is, um, that was in person and now is mostly, virtu is mostly um, virtual, at least for the meeting. There is some in-person stuff going on still at, the, at headquarters. Um, the, it's just the breadth of the meeting is enormous. And I, and I also think we're always constantly, constantly, always trying to increase the breadth. I'm a big fan of the sort of what if, like what mm -hmm. could. So for those of you out there with some kooky ideas, because I think the three of us are sort of in that kookier yeah. realm, maybe than your average chess leader and maybe even chess member, propose some crazy stuff. Like, yeah, we might have to yeah. say no, because like we can't bring live animals, I don't think, maybe that's the thing we could do. We, Wait, we, uh, well, we, I mean, we, there we are did. people here who have adopted puppies. Based that's on, true, yes, okay, we point taken. Live. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think you brought the live animals, if my, was my recall. It was, uh, it was during the San Antonio <laughs> meeting, but I was not the one who brought so, them, But part of the interruption <laughs> is a relatively new thing. That yeah. didn't exist five years ago, um, right? Yeah, yeah. so uh, four, years. four years ago. That's uh, a very exciting component to it. It is not, um, is not a traditional educational experience, but if there are, are non-traditional educational things and ideas that you have, bring them to the program committee. <laughs> bring them to not us, but Anissa and Subani, yes. and and they will they will run with it. I know they will. And just go. The, the other thing I learned from this, you know, something that we all know, but it's ideas that when you first hear, you're like, no, there's no way that works. Often within 30 seconds or the next right. day, you realize how good they are and how much better they are than what you thought they were initially. So what's an idea for this meeting or maybe a recent meeting in which you were involved in leadership that you were like, there's no way we're going to pull it off. And then between the incredible leadership yeah. and our even more incredible staff actually came to fruition. Have you seen it? I know that, that the staff amplifies and improves every single idea that we give to them. Um, so I'm going to share mine, which was the time a few years ago 
that at Chest Challenge, which is, uh, uh, which is I, I think, one of the highlights of the meeting, we had a live model in the audience for an yes. ultrasound yeah, that, was that we didn't tell the audience was going to be in the... And so the, the so just coach a was like, person we're looking for up. a model. And then some guy who's incredibly built like stands up like, I'll be a model. He takes off his shirt. Yeah, yeah. It was just this wonderful yeah, moment of like, hilarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that is is the nicest part about doing it in person is maybe a little bit more challenging yeah. road is you all have done an incredible number of things and there's a lot of joy and I'm a big fan of joy yeah. that we bring to the audience and it's a little sad to not be able we I think we feel it we hear about it on Twitter but it's just nice to see those smiles mm -hmm. you know yeah. all right I'm gonna move into so thank you both for sharing so rapid fire you're a social media guy do you remember the first tweet you sent so I remember joining Twitter for the Chess 202012 meeting um, with uh, with Christy. Were you on your Palm Pilot? I do. I do have a Palm Pilot that still <laughs> yes. works, but I did not bring it with me to the meeting. Um, but I do have a Palm Pilot still worked. I remember learning that whole alphabet. Um, but uh, I don't remember the first tweet I sent. But I do remember being extremely happy that I got a hundred followers by the end of the meeting. It Which is very for twenty twelve. That's it, darn it very exciting. And it was a, quite a vibrant community in twenty twelve. And not that you would brag, but where's your follower count now? It's 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 in the five digits now. That's awesome. But, yeah. Now, do you have any recollection of the first tweet you sent? So I've got two first tweets. My first you non- You can't have first no, tweets. So, Come on! So, but my first tweet was on my old account, which was the just sports and, and, okay. and, and politics ones. And I tweeted back at, I think, the when my hockey team Yay. got blown out. That's and, so Canadian. And I was so pissed so off. Canadian. And I <laughs> so can't Canadian. remember, wrote something off about how brutal they are. And yes. they might as well shut down. Wow. <laughs> right, what, do you remember your first medical-related tweet? What's your first medical tweet? I think it, it would have been back to program committee a few years ago yeah. and just amplifying Chris and others um, and trying to get the word out there about all the stuff Chess does. I think my first tweet, uh, and I could go back and look, was now about 10 years ago. It was my, I can't imagine I was on Twitter before you, but maybe I was. I, I think I just know. had my 10th anniversary. Maybe it was 2011, I can't remember. The, um, my, because I used it primarily as a repository for stupid things my kids had done, and my child said, my foot fingers hurt. And I said, what do you mean? You mean your toes? He goes, oh yes, that's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the the genetics that the Shulman family tends to move forward. So I, I'm I think sure that, I'm sure that your son is thrilled that you're saying that. I'm, I'm, it, it was, it's going to be for his rehearsal dinner at some oh, point right. when he yes, marries. So yes, that's going to yes. be okay. Thank. Okay, uh, last oh. Chris, last TV show you binged. Oh, I just did watch the Squid Game, which I enjoyed. Yeah, I'm almost at the end of it. I don't want to spoil. Right, don't it. spoil enjoy, Squid Game. Enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I did. I did. But I'm I like. I like horror type movies, yeah. and uh, I'm not that Squid Game is a horror movie, but it is graphic and uh, can be. Yeah. And yeah, and I've I've gotten to the bottom of Netflix. I, I do watch you and Korean I dystopian dramas yes. in the original <laughs> Korean um, with the subtitles. Uh, awesome. Yes, I, I thoroughly enjoy doing that. So I, I have an eclectic. Last ghost. TV show you binged? Last TV show I binged is so I'm binged. almost done, but the the, the, the Bad Batch attention. on uh, Disney Plus. What's oh, that? the Bad Batch. On I've Disney not. Plus. Did you like that? So you know, I'm I'm almost done it, but yes, I've, I'm enjoying it. It's it's the um, it's from right after it's a Star Wars thing. Star Wars thing. <laughs> oh, I should yeah. get Star Wars thing. Um, it's it's, it's good. The, it's good. The yeah. movie that you love that you're embarrassed to admit that you love. Oh, I have no shame. I will admit. <laughs> okay. Most people would be embarrassed to admit that they love. You're up. So. Um, this so is impressive. I think done great. I, there's a number of movies I think I've seen more than ten times, and it's a lot because I do a lot. Of, I used to do a lot of flying, but one movie I've seen, I've seen The Greatest Showman. That's easily, not embarrassing. No, it's not embarrassing. Easily, nice. ten times, maybe maybe closer to twenty. I've also seen Valerian, uh, the movie Valerian, and the 
City of a Thousand. I'm sure you can. Uh, yeah, I, I know what that is. Yes. Like Cara Delevingne in that. I feel like. Yeah, she yes. is. Yeah, it's you can be about a French about that. comic book. Yeah, you can be. I have seen that. that probably more than ten times. <laughs> okay, you can be. Wow. Yeah. I don't even. I have no words. <laughs> yeah. It's a great movie to watch on planes because you know you. Really, you know, if I have no yeah. words, it must be really bad because yeah. it never yeah. happens. You're up. What? It's a great movie by so, the way. If you I haven't seen it, but probably the movie. Have you ever heard of that movie by the way? No, I have I'll watch it. I have it. I have it on my. You'll show it on the big screen. Show it on the big screen in there. Um, uh, probably the movie I've watched. It's no longer, it used to be part of all my passwords, was uh, True Romance. So if we ever want to hack into your yeah. uh, account, we just watch the movie. Old ones. True Romance, what is that? I've never heard of that. You Really? Yeah. What movie is that? It was, uh, it was written by Quentin Tarantino, but it was sold to... Is it David Lynch? I feel like it's a David Lynch It's, it's, it's a guy who did all the blow-up movies way back when. And he, Michael Bay. Michael yeah, Bay? It might have been. It might have somebody, but he, he sold it to make it's Reservoir Dogs. It's better than you think. Is it it's the one with, Is it that one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis? No, no that's True Lies. Yeah. True Lies. Really? Ugh. Christian Slater, I think. You shame me, sir. <laughs> you shame me, sir. <laughs> Chris, what's the one thing people say or post on Twitter that every time you see it, it just annoys the crap out of you? you just, you're not fighting that battle anymore, but you have this little neuron mm. in your brain that just says, oh, come on. What is that? Oh, that's interesting. Um, this is nothing? There's nothing that annoys you? The world nothing is a peaceful place? That is, place. so you are, I love you, you're not the most zen guy I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't get, I don't, you don't, don't get, get that, you don't get don't depolarized get that, by any particular, irregardless, or? I mean, you know, irregardless is not a word, but. Right, uh, but, <laughs> but people use it. Yes, yes, yes. I don't you know, I'll often yeah. torture my, you know, so you, you, you hear people use all I sorts mean, of. I mean, I'm a fan of the Oxford comma. I, I, if people aren't using it, we can we can die on that hill. Yeah. Um, so you'll be, will you to the point that you it kind of again you may not speak to it, but you, it's going to rub you the wrong way. It's going to rub me the wrong way. You should use the Oxford comma. Dave, what is it now? You may again Canadian English slightly different, not that much. What what rubs you the wrong way when you see it read, see it written, or hear it spoken? You know, it, it's the so again I'm going to go. It, baseball has had its analytics for many many years of now. Hockey, it's a much newer thing. And when you get on Twitter and the whole... This is the game with the net and the puck? Yes, that okay. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you know, Slapshot. You should watch Slapshot the movie. They give, they give you the... I'm embarrassed. That's not in my top ten movies, but I'm embarrassed to say I have seen Slapshot. They, they will explain yeah. the, the penalties and everything for you on yes. that one. Um, That's the one from the 80s? Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it just The whole eye test and analytics fights on Twitter just get over the top, and I have to turn you, them off. You, so real quick, last question. What's the thing you're looking forward to getting back to as your life normalizes once the program chairship is behind you? So I, you know, it, it, being, it'd be nice to get back to, to coaching my kids play sports and, awesome. and, and get involved back into my activities as well a bit more. Yeah, yeah well, I, you know, I, I miss my cats. <laughs> they have, someone's been feeding them, right? You've been oh, program chair so. for a year. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss them. It should be my time. Gentlemen. So, yeah. oh really but just to be clear, we, we have still been feeding our cats. And uh, just making sure. My it's just cats been, are this fine. Week, been you saw me on Twitter. Yeah. There's probably a picture of my cats like today. Um, thank you both for your service to Chess over the last year in this incredibly difficult time, this incredibly difficult role. You've superseded expectations from, I think, both leadership and membership perceptions. Thanks for taking the time to meet with our membership. Thank you for asking Thanks, us. Jess. That's going to be my motto, superseding expectations. Thanks, that's, that's <laughs> for me, they're set low, so it doesn't yeah, take much exactly, to jump that's over. That's exactly my point. Right. <laughs> See you next time, everybody. Bye.